TV, anime, video games, books, Star Trek, Marvel, My Hero, Hook. It don't matter what you into, don't matter what you do, here on Nerd Shit, we got something for you. Welcome back to Nerd Shit, a hypothetically sound podcast where we talk about nerd stuff. Uh, on the last episode, if you guys are tuning in, we talked about episode one, season one, episode one of The Walking Dead. Uh, now we're going to talk about episode two of season one of The Walking Dead. Uh, as we said before, uh, we've all watched to various points in the series. We wanted to rewatch uh, and talk about it together. So here we are. Uh, so here goes a quick synopsis of episode two, and then we'll get in talking about what we thought about the episode. Uh, so we left off with Rick in the tank with his ears ringing because he shot a zombie like an idiot. Uh, but Rick was ambushed by a walker horde, but is rescued by uh, scavenger survivor Glenn when he becomes trapped inside a tank. They meet up with the rest of the survivors and study the building to discover that the best pl- dis- to discover the best plan for escape. An unruly teammate, Merle, begins to attract walkers and attack the group and is cuffed by Rick to a pipe. Glenn and Rick later pose as walkers to go out on the street and successfully rescue the rest of the group. But they are forced to abandon Merle and Rick's gun bag behind in the chaos. So, uh, what stood out to you guys in episode two that you want to talk about? Either of you. Um... Let's see if I remember correctly. Um, actually, it's going to be a weird one. Mm-hmm. So I believe The Walking Dead was one of the first shows on primetime minus Boondocks where I ever heard a character say the N-word. Mm-hmm. Um, which was interesting. Yeah. It doesn't bother me or nothing. It's just like... It's one of those things that you just don't expect to see before like midnight or one o'clock a.m. and mm-hmm. not on like a channel like that, I guess. Yeah, I think it, I think it like obviously I think probably other shows have like cussed and stuff, but AMC definitely took a uh, took advantage of that. We're a pay for cable channel, so we don't have the the rules that basic cable has that uh, like NBC, ABC has. And they did it too. They did it fantastically. Like the whole scene with Merle and his racism, and everything that happened there was fantastic. Uh, I think it set the grittiness of the show up very well. Mm-hmm. Like obviously they move away from all of that later. Like I think they move away from the like uh, realness language. Ah, uh, kind of, kind of. Like they still obviously are bloody and gory, but I don't feel like they're as like. Uh, nah, Negan, Negan definitely dropped some slurs. Does he? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And then they they, uh, introduce... they step away from the racism ones, but they do use other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see more of of the racism stuff in Fear of the Dead, um, with everything happening around Mexico. Yeah. So uh, they so it kind of just made the bridge over to to that show. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think uh, I think it's also good because it just showed that like even during I think it's realistic first mm-hmm. of all. Like even during like that times that like some of these unwanted values were still present. Prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't change just because, you know, it, it could be you and one other person on earth and you're and if your your racism is stronger, 
you're not even, you know, you're not going to change your feelings about that person because you don't want to change who you are. Mm-hmm. So I think my biggest takeaway in episode two was the whole revelation with Rick being alive and the look on Shane's face when he saw Rick. That's episode three. It's not yeah. into? Nope. No, episode two is uh, all in Atlanta. You meet Glenn for the first time. But don't they come back? That's uh, nope. the start of episode three. Oh, well then, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. Season my two my ends, notes aren't very good. <laughs> uh, season two ends with like uh, uh, them leaving. Like They get everybody in the truck. Oh, leaving him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and T-Dog locks the yeah. the door. Gotcha. Would you have left? Would you have oh, left him? One hundred percent. I mean, honestly, uh, no. I, I, did. I I would have unlocked him. I wouldn't have left him handcuffed. Yeah. Uh, if, Merle, if we're but... leaving, obviously, like Merle's been part of the camp, and while he was doing stupid shit up there, he wasn't gonna leave anybody. Like eventually, would have all got on the truck and went home because he would have got hurt if he went back without people. Uh, so you could have unlocked him and made him get on the truck with everybody or whatever. I don't, so I didn't think leaving him handcuffed was smart. Uh, but well, also, do you think T, do you think T-Dog dropped the keys on purpose? No, no. T-Dog is just a clumsy, like you see it later on in this, the, uh, in next season. He's just a clumsy, he's just a clumsy dude, like had two yeah. left feet type person. Uh, plus he probably had a concussion too, getting beat down. Uh, which was also funny. T Dog was a big dude. Like he was a husky dude. Why? Why didn't he fight back? I mean, might not be a fighter. A... To be fair, true. Yeah, they... Like I think it proves later on. Spoiler that he. <laughs> true. <clears throat> what are you saying? Like you gotta remember that he's just a normal dude, and Meryl out here being a meth head and shit. True. You were saying something, Mom? No, I I was just like I was trying to think if there was a, a backstory for him, but I don't think they ever ever do one. No, T Dog no. Yeah. Oh, T Dog's just there. I don't I honestly don't think you hear anything about his past. I don't don't recall it. We'll see when we as mm-hmm. we keep watching. Uh but yeah, I don't recall anything much about his past being explored. It's kinda messed up, but to be expected. Um, so, would I think it's fu- like there's a couple of things in this episode that uh, are confusing me. Like, Rick has now dealt with zombies for all of what, maybe 48 hours, 72 hours at this yeah. point? Oh, uh, so in a week. I think he stayed with Morgan for a little bit. Okay, so let's of- say at, at max a week. And what he knows heading into Atlanta is. Uh, the walkers are attracted by sound, hmm. uh, and they they kind of can rehash things they already know. Cause he would see he saw the wife come back to the door, and probably spotted other people doing stuff that they normally would do. Uh, so why is it when this man comes and the survivors have been around this big hordes multiple time, does he come up with the way to make them be able to walk past the horde? Like they're like they know that they're attracted to our smell, so he goes, "Oh, why don't we just uh smell like them then?" 
that never occurred to anybody else up to that point? I think like it's a morality thing. Um, and even, even if they have been doing that for a while, like, I feel like you have to lose some part of yourself to be like, be in that thought process, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, Rick just kind of a psychopath. True. Uh, but like, I'll be real with you. I never would have thought of cutting up a zombie and just like slapping the guts on me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds awful, disgusting to deal with, dangerous, because like, what if it don't work? Mm-hmm. Or any diseases or sickness they have. It's yeah, like, easily transmitted by blood into you. The fear of the That's... unknown already when you're facing so much mm-hmm. isn't almost worth that risk. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I just think it's funny that he walks in and like they're tr- he's asking them questions about uh, the walkers, and then they're like, "How did how do they know it's us?" Well, they smell, and we don't. And so and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's cut open." And they go and they get the truck, and then then comes my biggest point of grief in episode two. They have mentioned now at this point multiple times that sound attracts walkers. Ah. Uh, and that's why they go break into the, the, the car or whatever it is uh, and have the alarm going off so he can attract the walkers. Uh, why in the world does this man bring the car all the way back to his camp? Why, once, once they get the truck in, why didn't they meet up wherever, somewhere, leave the car there and just take the truck back? Glenn or disable the alarm. Well, I don't. I I honestly don't think any of them would have known. Like the only person who knew how to do it was the uh, guy who gets bit, like that gets has a fever dream and everything. Uh, and he does it because he's a fixer. He knows about cars and stuff. So like that makes sense that he would know how to do it. I I wouldn't know how to pull out the alarm. Like if my alarm was going off and we didn't have the keys and stuff, I would no clue how to shut it off. Other than I'm hooking the battery. It's just weird that he just took it there. And, like, yeah, I, I think that Glenn, I think Glenn has a good arc, too, of from what he was, this stupid, like, 20 year old kid to what he becomes later on. And this is a great example. Like, yeah, he took the car all the way up there while blaring, uh, the alarm and giving the walkers who were stuck in uh, Atlanta a way out because they just followed the sound. Anything else that stuck out to you guys in episode two? No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I do have to say the introduction of Glenn's character though was awesome. Mm -hmm. Hey, idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Glenn Glenn's by far one of my favorite characters in the series. Agreed. Which He's makes sense why best. I stopped watching uh after season <laughs> seven. Uh but yeah. yeah, so one of my one of my favorite characters. I think his arc is fantastic, even though it happens very quickly. Uh where like Shane and like I guess everybody's arc like happens very quickly. Uh but I, I feel like Glenn just like goes from one episode being Glenn that we knew to the next episode being this adult Glenn. 
but I get, we'll get there and I have, a, I have a reason why, but still, it's a very abrupt change. Uh, I know Alex said he didn't have anything else for episode two. Mom, you got anything left you want to talk about for season two or episode two? I mean, no, nope. Okay. So, um, hypothetical, uh, for this one, uh, you see a, cause they're, they're watching. So you're Glenn. You see a guy walking with a horse. You see the horse and he goes into a tank. Do you use him in that tank as a uh, escape option? So he's distracting a bunch of walkers. And now you guys have a chance to escape without the walkers seeing you. Or do you try to save the dude? Uh, probably save. I could figure out a way to save. I mean, Glenn really didn't have to do anything when he was saving him. He was just giving him direction, get out and run. Mm-hmm. And and if if he went to beat the zombies there, Glenn would have just shut the gate and says, "Oops, sorry, dude." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I save. I I think I use it as a distraction. Only reason I might save is if you're able to see what he the bag he was carrying and you saw the guns. Uh. It's just it's a huge risk, and surviving a zombie apocalypse is by minimizing risk, and like granted this risk paid dividends to the extreme, but there's no way for him to know any of it, and it just seems like an unnecessary risk that I wouldn't have personally took in. That's fair. That's fair. I think, like, it was early enough in the uh, apocalypse Mm -hmm. that, like, there wasn't a question on that, if that makes sense. Yeah, their humanity was still very much intact. And I mean, even the one group that, in the next episode, I don't know, I'm going a little ahead, sorry. Uh, The one group that they meet up with. The Vatos. Yeah, yeah, the Vatos. Like, they're also not bad people. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, there's just a couple gang members that taking care of the elderly at the home and they're just trying their best. So, like, at this point in time, every group, I, f- I figure every group has some sort of good intention. Mm-hmm. Even, like, Rick's group, uh, however they are, like, they slowly become more and more, like, inclusive and hostile throughout the, you know, time periods, the seasons and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that evolution is very similar to almost every single other group, even vegans. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure there's stuff we're missing. I'm pretty sure they like go back to the uh uh I think they go in uh show a little bit about Shane and Lori being more of a couple during the episode. Uh, yeah, they, they go make out. Yeah, the they go into the woods and uh, it shows that they're having, you know, sex. Um, and so you get to see a little bit of the survivors because you see, you get to see Carl uh, for the first time. And, and that's where they introduce, kind of start introducing Carol and Ed and him mm-hmm. being abusive. 
Yeah. So yeah, obviously we'll get more into Shane and Lori in the next episode uh, when everything pops off. Um, but yeah, the main crust of episode two was Merle and the group, and then uh, Rick finding an escape route for Glenn and everybody. Any last words? None. You know, I, my final words is these people are really trusting of Rick. Like, the dude can't take care of himself, but you're putting a lot of trust in this dude uh, to see, take care of you. See, can you even say that, though? Hold on. Like, he can't take care of himself when they're all stranded up on a building with six of them, and he just walked up in that town like <laughs> anyone, it, like, it wasn't happening. Like, they didn't know that he just woke up, right? Yeah. Like, we're just all assuming that they knew he knew what Atlanta was and that he was bold enough to come on a horse by himself, and not only that, he just escaped a dire situation True. with just directions, right? Mm-hmm. So it means he's somewhat capable because, like, if he died, it's no skin off of Glenn's, like, you know, he, this yeah. man's uh, just like, ah, yeah, he died because he put himself in a garbage situation and uh, I did my best, which was give him directions, and he just ain't listen. He wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, after someone survives that, you just he's like, well, I couldn't do it. I guess it makes sense uh, when you put it that way, yeah. Like, I keep forgetting, like, they don't know that he's just woke up. So, yeah, it, it's someone who should know, like, they're just seeing a man roll in on a horse with a uh, police outfit on. So you're with guns and stuff. So I'm guessing uh, Glenn is assuming that this man has been alive and is just a cowboy rolling into Atlanta trying to save people. So I guess that makes sense why they trust him. At least why Glenn trusts him wholeheartedly. Helps wearing his his sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, also wearing uh, all his uniform and stuff. He also it also probably helps that Rick talks like he's like suspicious of everybody and he's in a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Just something about the way people when they talk like that, man. You kind of suspicious of them because they suspicious of you. You know? Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, this guy you gotta watch out for. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. I got I got weird mind. Uh so ended like I gave a interesting tidbit on the last episode. I'll give one to end the episode here. Uh the sign on the white box truck that Rick and Glenn steal to rescue uh all the people with. Uh, mm-hmm. reads uh, Frenic Builders. Uh, Frenic is the given name of series developer writer Frank Dubernick. So it was a mm-hmm. nod to the uh, series developer writer. Uh, yeah. Well, um, never mind. That's <laughs> that one, so. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. We'll have uh, episode three, four, five, six coming up in the future. Uh, I'll put out these maybe once or twice a week. So uh, thank you guys again. And until next time, have a great day. Deuces. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full on edited video versions of the podcast, 
please visit us at youtube.com slash hypothetically sound.